Don't touch that phone. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network, and there's no escape. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Sixty-three audio presents Jake Dimes, Range Detective, a tale of the old west by Pete Lutz, starring the Narada Radio Company. Tonight, Chapter Four, Arrested. Our story so far. Range Detective Jake Dimes and his sidekick Briar Buck in Arizona to investigate a series of payroll robberies involving the Debardee Ranch have each run into his own particular spot of trouble. If you recall from our last episode, Jake had ridden into the town of Prickly Pear, met with the sheriff, left a note for Buck, and received a note of his own. He'd then encountered the Rolling End Rancher's daughter, Chris Greenslate, and accidentally doused himself in a horse trough. Buck, a little later that same day, had taken a wagon into town to pick up supplies and had received Jake's note from the sheriff. On his way back to the deep RD, poor Buck had been shot, knocked unconscious, and left for dead in the desert by two cowboys, one from each of the ranches in question. It's now the morning after the ambush of Briar Buck, and over at the deep RD ranch, something strange has just been spotted by one of the patrol riders. It's a buckboard, and there ain't no driver. Whoa, the boy, whoa! Why, you're Cookie's horse, ain't you? What's he call you? Stooge, right? Well, where's Cookie, Stooge? <laughs> Looks like a mess of grub and supplies in the back there. Old Cookie must have had some kind of accident out on the trail. I better take you in and tell Mr. Sutcliffe. Hi, let's go! This is the buckboard Cookie took to town yesterday, all right. And it's his horse. But what in the Sam Hill happened to him? I found some blood on the bench, Mr. Sutcliffe. Blood? It's a pretty big smear. You can't miss it. Thunderation. My ma's taking a shine to that cook. I don't want her to see this. You understand? Yes, sir. Jimmy! Hot-footed over here, son. Take this buckball to the stable. Unhitch Stooge and get him fed and watered. But first, throw some water on this here red smear on the bench. Clean off best you can, you hear? Yes, sir. Is it is it blood? Ask your questions later, boy. Yes, sir. 
Jimmy's a good boy, Mr. Sutcliffe. He'll do a good job on that buckboard. Uh, all right. Now, how long have you been at your post? Six hours, sir. Due to come off another two. Aside from the buckboard, did anybody or anything cross your path overnight? No, sir. But, uh, one of the other patrols may have seen something. All right, grab a man and send him to the sheriff's in town. I'll get saddled up and the two of us will follow the buckboard tracks backwards. See if we can't find our missing man. See you in five minutes. Not a word to my maw. Senor Greenslay, the sheriff, he is here. The sheriff? I wonder what he wants. Uh, send him in, Lupe. Si, senor. Afternoon, Mr. Greenslate. Why, hello, Bert. What brings you around? Um, uh, well, uh, have you got a man working here called, uh, Jake Dawson? Yes, yes, I do. He's been here a couple of days now. What's the matter, Bert? Well, sir, I'll, I'll have to take him with me. I, I got a wanted circular with a, a picture of an ombre looks mighty similar to Dawson. Really? Why, that young man has impressed me as a mighty skilled cowpuncher, Sheriff. I am certain there must be some mistake. That says maybe, Mr. Greenslate. But I gotta take him with me all the same and uh, see for myself. Will you uh, have someone fetch him for me? Uh, all right. Uh, Lupe? Lupe, will you have Pedro bring Jake Dawson to the house? Si, senor. Okay, Bert, we're a good mile away from the rolling end. Can you take off these here shackles? Sure, Jake. There. Sorry to have to do that to you. Well, you're only doing what I asked you to do. Now, maybe you're of a mind to tell me what's what. Well, it's pretty bad news, Jake. Rob Buxman hurts. We're going straight to Doc Burnside's office to see him. Well, hell, Bert. Couldn't you wait a little longer to tell me? Come on, let's put on some speed. Get up, Crescent. Let's go, gal. Dang it. Wait up, Jake. Get up, Moon. You the doc? Where's my pard? Where's Briar Buck? Excuse me? Briar Buck? <clears throat> if you're referring to the cook from the D-Bar D, he's here, in this room. He's resting now. He lost a lot of blood. But I think he'll recover. Can you tell me what happened, doc? Well, I dug a bullet out of his left arm and treated a big lump on his skull. 
and also some pretty serious bites that varmints left on him in the night. In the night? Where was he shot? I was told he was probably ambushed by someone on his way back to the ranch with supplies, and his attackers left him to die on the trail. Who found him? Slim Sutcliffe, the owner of the D-Bar-D, and one of his ranch hands. Mr. Sutcliffe carried him into town on his own horse. Huh. Well, that was right neighborly of the man. <laughs> Doc, how long do you think he'll be... Well, he's obviously got a strong constitution. A lesser man wouldn't have survived the night with a wound like that. You come back in a couple of days. He won't be out of bed, but I'll wager he'll be awake and ready to tell you himself what happened. That's what I'm counting on, Doc. I'm much obliged. Oh, and my name is Dawson, Jake Dawson. I'd be even more obliged if you was to leave any mention of me out when you're talking to other people. Mr. Dawson, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Buck hasn't had one single visitor since he was brought in. That's the ticket. I'm heading across the street now to meet up with the sheriff. Again, I'm much obliged. I'll be back in a day or two. Just don't seem right, Sheriff, that a sweet-natured, friendly feller like Buck could get bushwhacked this way. You got any theories, Bert? Well, I've had a little more time to study on Jake, and uh, I've come up with an idea. It may not be much, but I'll give out with it. It's just possible that Buck come in contact with them uh, owl-hoots who are robbing Slim Suckless payroll. Come in contact? But how? Well, I, I ain't got that far yet, uh, Jake. Well, I can't come up with any argument again at Bert, so let's stick with that theory for now. Did the doc save the slug that come out of Buck's arm? Yeah, he did. He said he wanted to give it to me, but... Uh, what would I want it for? Well, Bert, it could be used as a clue to track down at least the cuss that pulled the trigger on Buck. What? Jake, uh, I never heard tell of uh, uh, no such thing. I ain't got time to go into a science lesson right now, Bert, but you get that slug from the dock, and you lock it up like it was a precious jewel, you sabe? Uh, sure, uh I'll do her, Jacob. What's your plan now? Is there anything I can do? Sure is, Bert. Get word to Sutcliffe that I know about Buck. Tell him I'm on the job at the Rolling Inn and need him to keep his eyes and ears out for any word of this ambush. You know, anybody letting slip that he knows even the slightest thing about it. If he does, then he should get word to me. Through you, sabe? Yeah, I'll get you. I was going to ride out to the uh, D-Bar-D later on anyway to uh, give Mr. Suckliffe the latest on Buck. I'll get a private menu with him and uh, uh, pass on your message. Thanks, Bert. I'll be go. What, thunder? Jake, 
Sheriff, I just heard Jake's been arrested. Jake, are you all right? I got here as soon as I could. Sheriff, there must be some mistake. Miss Jake's Greensley, no criminal. you're right. It was all a mistake. Just a little mix-up. What? I'm saying he's free to go. I thought the picture on that walnut circular was our boy here, but I was wrong. You can take him out of here, miss. Oh, well, that's the that's the best. How wonderful. So, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dawson, will you be so kind as to ride back to the ranch with me? Miss Greenslate, nothing will please me more. Um, Sheriff, you sure about this? You go on, Mr. Dawson. And my apologies for the mix-up. Uh, Miss Greenslate, ma'am? Here's my horse, Jake. Is yours tied up somewhere? I think the sheriff took Crescent to the livery stable. He didn't know how long he was going to have to keep me, he said. <laughs> it sure was powerful nice of you, Chris, to come to my rescue that way. Don't be silly. Anyone would have done it. Oh, there's Molly Sutcliffe. I passed her on the way in. We exchanged just a few words since I was in such a rush, but I understand her son's bunkhouse cook was badly injured in an ambush last night. She said she was coming in to help the doctor in any way she could. See, she's going into Dr. Burnside's office now. Well, I didn't hear about that myself. The sheriff didn't mention it. Hmm. Mrs. Sutcliffe must be a kind-hearted woman to come in and help look after one of her son's hands that way. Yes, well, she and I have something in common, I suppose. Huh? Yeah, I reckon you do. Uh, she's quite a handsome woman, too. Hmm, I wonder. What did you say? Hmm? Oh, nothing. I was wondering what our cook has planned for supper tonight. I ain't ate since breakfast. Tonight, Mr. Jake Dawson, you are my guest for dinner in the house. Just wait till you try Lupe's cooking. Oh, don't argue with me. Now let's go get Crescent out of the livery stable. Is there anything I can do for him, Dr. Burnside? Well, if it's not too much trouble, Mrs. Sutcliffe, he needs his bandage changed once a day, and you should keep your eye out for fever and infection. It's no trouble at all, Doctor. Thank you for letting me stay with him. The pleasure's mine, ma'am. Mr. Buck's got himself a mighty pretty nurse. <gasps> That's kind of you, Doctor. Did you say Mr. Buck? <laughs> yes, his name's apparently Briar Buck. Didn't you know his name? It's the strangest thing. All the men called him Cookie, and I never thought to ask him if he went by anything else. Isn't that silly of me? Prior Buck. It's almost like Friar Tuck, isn't it? One of Robin Hood's merry men. And Cookie, or rather Mr. Buck, does have a cheerful disposition, I must say. Yes. I grew up with Robin Hood stories, Mrs. Sutcliffe. I still have a copy I received in childhood. Would you like to read it? It might help pass the time. Yes, why, Doctor, that's very kind of you. Yes, I would like to read it. I could read it aloud to Mr. Buck. He might not be able to hear me, but...
Molly Sutcliffe strikes a match and lights the lamp next to Briarbuck's sickbed. As the sun begins to go down, she opens the book of the Tales of Robin Hood and reads aloud to her unconscious paramour. Meanwhile, Jake Dimes and Chris Greenslade are riding the trail, side by side, back to the Rolling Inn Ranch. They speak to each other in quiet tones and are in no hurry to get back. The setting sun paints the sky with beautiful colors and desert flowers open to release their unique fragrance. And speaking of fragrance, that envelope Jake received from the sheriff in our previous episode is still in Jake's hip pocket, unopened and unremembered in this recent turn of events. Someone else is also going unremembered back in Celestial City, a pretty girl named Marigold Pinkelson, who just happens to be another boss's daughter. Tune in to Chapter 5 of Jake Dimes' Range Detective, coming soon. Chapter 4, Arrested, was written, produced, and directed by Pete Lutz and starred Dana Gonzalez as Jake Dimes, Kristen DiMercurio as Chris Greenslade, Nancy Bueller as Molly Sutcliffe, Glenn Haskell as Slim Sutcliffe, Jeff Niles as The Sheriff, Glenn Higby as The Patrol Writer, Mark Bruzzi as Dr. Burnside, Joe Stofko as Fred Greenslade, Evie Elizondo as Jimmy, and Debbie Liao Ramirez as Lupe. Your announcer was Darren Rockhold. Introductory announcement by Glenn Higby. The Jake Dimes theme was composed by Pete Lutz and arranged by Dr. Ross Bernhardt. Tune in again next time when you'll hear Jake and Hickam say, Dawson, I heard the sheriff came and took you off the other night. That's right. And Mr. Greenslate took you back? Why not? <laughs> well, I wouldn't think the boss would want no jailbirds working for him. No? What story did you tell him to get your job? Shut your trap, Dawson. Guitar stings in this episode came from Capricho Arabe by Francisco Tarrega. Additional music came from The Grand Canyon Suite by Ferd Grofay. This has been a 63 Audio production. The traffic! The boss! The baby! The baboon! That does it! AD, take me away! Lose your cares in the luxury of a warm audio drama. AD softens the calluses on your soul, leaving you feeling silky smooth as it lifts your spirits. The soft, luxurious, and fragrantly sonic world of audio drama. It's like no other aural experience. Audio drama. I love it. Pamper your soul with an audio drama. Nurture yourself in narrative. AD. Now with dynamic panning crystals. Available on the Mutual Audio Network or wherever oral narratives are sold. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Have a good day.